Welcome to the Jesus 360 Podcast, a devotional guide to the names and descriptions of Jesus given to us by the Apostle John in the book of Revelation. Brother Daniel and myself, Blair Phillips, will be co-hosting today's discussion on Jesus, the one who is worthy for all nations to come and worship him. And so we are Revelation chapter 15, verse 4. I'm going to read verse 3 and 4. It says, They sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty, just and true are your ways, O King of the saints. For you, sh- for who shall not fear you, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy, for all nations shall come and worship before you. And so, Brother Daniel, this is the last phrase and description of Jesus that we're given by this heavenly song mm-hmm. uh, right here in Revelation chapter 15. Mm-hmm. Bold judgments. Uh, Revelation is about to head into a time of, of talking about Jesus and his actual appearing in the sky here as the next chronological event. Um, but we have this moment where they declare that all nations shall come and worship Jesus. Now, of course, this lines up with the Great Commission given mm-hmm. Matthew 24. But I as I was prepping for this podcast, I just had a reflection back upon the Tower of Babel. Mm-hmm. Genesis 10? Genesis 11? Genesis 11. 11. And that uh, the all nations aspect, because it says all men were in unity then. They had one language, and they were rebelling against God. But God's ultimate dream and desire and goal, which he will accomplish for human redemption, is that all nations would come in one allegiance and worship him. And uh, I just find that beautiful. It is beautiful. In fact, uh, the one of the most beautiful picture is Revelation 7, 9, where this John saw people from every tongue, every tribe, every nation coming out from the great tribulation, standing before the throne of the Lamb in worship. Every nation is represented with the remnant. None will be lost. The great commission will be fulfilled. That this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all nations. Mm-hmm. And disciples from the nation will stand before the throne in worship. This is a necessary future. If we can time travel, this has already happened. And John, in his spirit, saw that future necessary reality. And we are in motion with that. That is so exciting. But you know what? When when we come to Revelation 15, it's at the end of the time when we saw that the seals and the trumpet has been completed and the bowl is about to be poured out. Mm-hmm. Now, let's go back to Revelation 5. Revelation 5 verse 1 to 8 is where heaven and earth and under the earth for the first time, I would say, realize who the slain lamb is. And when they saw the slain lamb, they couldn't help but say, worthy is the lamb. So all nations who were redeemed, including the creature in the unseen realm, came to recognize that this slain lamb with seven horns and seven eyes are worthy to be worshipped by all nations. Then what happened is he took the scroll from the right hand of the one who sits on the throne and opened up the seven seals. And the seven seals is actually the blowing of the seven trumpet. So this Revelation 15 juncture of this song being sang and the, and you say the, the last exclamation in the song that he is worthy to be worshipped by all nations is actually the book end of what began with Revelation 5 mm-hmm. where the seals 
is open after he, he after the lamb took the the scroll from the right hand of the one who sits on the throne and opened the seal first seal second seal third seal and now we ended with the seven seals and the seventh trumpet as part of the seventh seal and then at that end we saw that yes he's worthy to be worshiped worthy is the lamb to be worshiped by all nation that is so remarkable and it happens right before the, the, the greater Moses, Jesus, the Lamb of God, is the greater Moses, pouring out the bowls of speedy judgment on the earth. So in other words, while this is happening, the nation is worshipping, the redeemed from the nations, worshipping Jesus, calling upon His greatness of His name while the judgment is being dispensed. I think, uh, and we have lots of biblical evidence for that being true, that there's going to be a remnant in every nation, tongue, and tribe. Uh, as part of Jesus' coming back for his global bride. Um, that's very scripturally sound. But I also think about that the, the heavenly creatures are singing this song because in these bowls that are about to be poured out is the completion of the wrath of God. What Jesus is going to do and how he's going to manifest, manifest himself at his second coming is very violent. Um, but as you were saying earlier, it is the necessary uh, protocol that has to happen mm-hmm. in order to have... For eternity, all nations come before the Lord. In a, in a, right now, there would be a remnant at this moment in the end times, but there would be eventually that all nations, every single living human being, would be completely uh, a part of the story of this. An, um, maybe it's an annual pro- pilgrimage, or I don't know, but this continual pilgrimage to stand before the Lord and to worship Him mm. as an eternal reality. And so uh, it also comes to mind the Ephesians 1, that, that his uh, that we would know the exceeding greatness of his inheritance in the saints that the mm-hmm. the heavenly creatures are seeing that his inheritance that he desires is for the worship of the nations for eternity continually. Yes, he is truly worshipped and worthy to be worshipped by all nations, as you said, and uh, the nation will discover that. Right now, we are at a juncture in the process of the Great Commission where the last and and least unreached people group is almost going to be reached. They have been adopted. And uh, this year, in the finishing the task, uh, uh, which is a global collaboration of Great Commission people and leaders and churches, we saw that the finish line is really very near. So if Jesus is the one who is worthy to be worshipped by the nation, then who are we in Him? We are the one who is part of the redeemer of the nation who is supposed to worship Him in spirit and in truth. And we are the one who is called by Him, set apart by Him, empowered by Him to disciple the nations so that they will worship Him. Mm-hmm. So as one that is a worshiper who disciples others to worship Him from all different nations, mm-hmm. we ask the Lord that, Lord, You will give us a passion for worship and a compassion for the people who are lost in the nations. Mm-hmm. And we can ask the Lord to do that every day of our life because Great Commission is not just about going far, far away to reach an unreached tribe because the loss is right around us. And in fact, the nation is such in a, in a stage of global migration pattern that most mega city on the earth, most urban setting are melting pots of tribes and nations. We can always find the untouched, the unsafe, the unreached people not far from us. Mm-hmm. And as we pray, 
We ask the Lord to open the eyes of our understanding to the harvest field so that not only we will worship Jesus in spirit and in truth as He's worthy, but we will disciple others to do the same. Why don't you lead us, Blair, lead our audience in the time of prayer in light with Jesus as the one who is worthy to be worshipped by all nations? Yes, and so Jesus, we, we just declare we come into agreement with heaven's song in Revelation chapter 15, 3 and 4, but also with your heart's desire. We say that Jesus, you are the one who is worthy to be worshipped by all nations. You have the value in who you are and what you've done and what you will do for to hold the fascination and worship of all nations, all peoples, for eternity. And because you are this one, we are those who will worship you today. Mm. We will give you our adoration today. We will marvel at you. We'll look not just for your hand, but for your, who you are for, as a person, for your face, for your character, for your emotions, just like David did. And uh, Lord, we ask that today that you would show us what does it mean to live lifestyles of worship that you desire what does it mean to worship in spirit and in truth? When you spoke those words in the gospel, what did you actually intend? What did you visualize? What did you mean? We ask that you would show us that, that we might give you the praise and adoration and the glory and the worship due to your name. In Jesus' name, amen. We want to thank you for joining us for this Jesus 360 podcast, and we look forward to you joining us next time as we continue on through the names and descriptions of Jesus in the book of Revelation. You satisfy my soul. You satisfy my soul. You satisfy my soul with your love. You satisfy my soul, you satisfy